Hey guys, Divine Psilocybin here. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, and the break is officially over. Um, I uh, ended up trying uh, some LSD for my birthday, um, so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on in this episode. Um, also coming up in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about uh, my opinions on Jordan Peterson moving over to Daily Wire. Um, that's something I found interesting in the, in the last, uh, well, recent news. Um, so before we get started here, uh, I want to shout out to uh, Rick or uh, Ricky um, from the UK or currently living in Australia. Uh, thanks very much for reaching out, dude. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, also, I've been trying to get to all my emails um, that I've received from all you guys. So I've been answering a few of them, sent a few of them out today, and uh, I'll continue that on later on tomorrow as well. But um, a lot of great emails, a lot of people um, thanking uh, for the podcast and um, asking for some more advice and things like that. And so I, I really love you know, hearing that the podcast has in some way helped some people. And so that's really encouraging for me. Um, also, uh, let's see. Uh, so the way the program that I use to record my, uh, episodes, I use anchor. If you guys all didn't know, (laughs) I'm pretty sure you guys all know it's like on every ad break for, you know, anyways. Um, They've actually changed their app around, so it's a little different than it used to be, and uh, it's focusing more on the creator side versus what it used to be kind of having half discovery, half creation, but it's like everybody just listens through Spotify anyways. So Anchor has changed their platform around a little, and so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to affect moving forward the podcast, but anyways... Um, lastly, we'll give a shout out to Vanessa and we're going to start this podcast basically by answering some of her questions and basically it relates to why I ended up having to take, you know, a break and kind of like, uh, I guess you could say the, the fear behind, um, behind what it's like to do psychedelics and knowing, bad trips and what they're like and knowing that that's a possibility and then knowing the possibility of you know like what could happen it's really interesting like I mean nobody goes out and there's no like major recorded cases of anybody you know like absolutely snapping after having taken um psychedelics or anything like that but every once in a while you hear this story you know it's like every 10 years or so maybe you'll hear one story of somebody that that snapped like uh after psychedelics or something like that um it's really it's it's really a hard thing to kind of like grasp of what you're trying to do when you're actually trying to be a psychonaut not just taking you know psychedelics for fun you know you can go ahead and you can try that (laughs) it'll work for a little while you can have psychedelics for fun for a little while but uh eventually 
the psychedelics want more, you know what I mean? They want more from you. They want you to be a better person, to grow, to learn, and to, you know, um, they want you to become better, you know? And so it's, it's really hard with the words to explain how, um, every time that you go in, you know, even though you have that fear, you have that anxiety, in in the end, what ends up happening on psychedelics is always what needs to happen for you, you know? Um, and then it's just, from there, it's based on how you can handle it, you know? And so, these last experiences of mine, this is what Vanessa was asking about. It. Vanessa was asking about... Uh, as she was listening to my trip reports on these last few trips, she was listening to how they seemed really intense, extreme, you know, and, um, you know, not exactly easy, and, and, they, and they weren't, you know. Um, but they, even though they were hard for me, well, first, first of all, you have to understand, like, I intentionally take mushrooms to go in as deep as I possibly can, to, like, explore, to to find out more uh, about myself and how the state of the universe works and things like that, you know? Like, I'm going in there to, like, find truth, you know? And so since that's what I'm using them for, um, and since I, I, I basically, I take almost as much as I possibly can, you know, or at least I was, I was taking, I was taking high, high doses, you know, which is not something that you'll do when you start off with it, you know, when you're first trying to figure out if you even want to do this, you know, if you want to take the psychedelic journey, um, it's as you go on, you know, you, as you dig deeper, as you go further, as you try to get to another place, you know what I mean, to, to find some sort of truth out there, um, that's where it gets harder, that's where you're, you're fighting, you're struggling along, you're, you're trying to push into, the, into territories that are unknown, um, and so, um, that's why it becomes I intense, and, you know, uh, like psychologically and everything, like I'm fine. I'm out in society. I have a job. Um, I work. I get paid my money. I get along with my coworkers. I get along with my family. And um, you know, some of my families know, or some of my family members know, I take psychedelics, and they, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, our relationships are perfectly fine. That's a little different with my uh, my parents because they don't uh, necessarily approve of um my psychedelic taking but uh but my sister also takes psychedelics and you know our relationship is great right now um so it's really it's really it's really interesting it's Vanessa you talk about, you know you asked about like you know you have depression and anxiety and things like that like that kind of stuff is not what's really going to be affected by the mushrooms. What's going to be affected by the mushrooms is you're being awake 
to the patterns of the world, like being able to like see, like step back, look and see the bigger picture. That's what changes. It's like um, so, so someone had this quote: uh, "Being awake is like uh, being the only sober person in a bar, right? Everybody else is drinking and partying, and you're not drinking." Uh, and so everybody else thinks it's weird, right? So you're the you're the person that's sober, and you're stepping back, and you can see the whole thing. You can see the whole picture because you're not blinded by your alcoholism or by the lights or the music or something like that, right? You can see everything that's going on, and you're more aware of your surroundings, and so. Um, that's basically what psychedelics do is they, they pull you back and they let you see everything in a bigger, broader picture. And, you know, I mean, it can be a little scary. You know, you think the world is one way, you know, you think, uh, you know, you've been taught that it was one way or you've been led to believe it was a certain way and everything and you've been going off of what other people have been telling you and not actually looking and seeing for yourself what it is and so that's that's what psychedelics help you do and and one of the best examples and this is this is one of the things that I need to I need to keep remembering to be pushing into the podcast is um the bible right one of the things that's the biggest thing that you find out about is if you read the Bible, it is nothing like what, you know, your church pastor has taught you. It's nothing like what your your Christian parents have taught you. And it's because, you know, you didn't sit down and actually read the whole thing through. Like what they do at church is they select and pick certain passages that they want to cover on Sunday. And, you know, some some churches do do like a read-through and like a men's study or something like that. Um, but they always choose, you know, these similar, easy to, easier to understand parts of the Bible. They always go through, you know, like like the Gospels, or they go through one of Paul's writings, which are way easier to understand because they're they're fairly straightforward. And, you know, he's He's talking very plainly, and he's talking directly to, you know, the the audience of, of Gentiles, which is, you know, who we're supposed to be. And um, But if you step back and read the entire Bible, and you look at the patterns, and you see where everything's at, and you see where, you know, people go and do this or that or that or this, and it it's completely different. There's like a lot of things where they praise a person in the Bible for doing something that we might consider horrific <laughs> or or it seems like a, a person that's, you know, God's favorite or one of God's chosen or something does something that's really far off, you know, from what you've been taught. Now the question is, when you look at that, what it, what does that mean you know what it, does it mean that the person um is not you know like worthy of their name in the bible or something like that or is it 
or or is it that maybe the things that we think are right and wrong might be a little off you know what i mean um i give a good example here actually i'm uh, one of the, a little bit of news i actually have got ordained and i can marry people in my state now and so i'm actually officiating a wedding here coming up in uh, in a in a month and um one of the things that I've, I've been to a lot of weddings recently and a lot of people are a lot of a lot of um, pastors or preachers or whoever's doing the officiating a lot of times they will quote um, from Paul uh, love is kind love is gentle so on and so forth but the thing of that is is it's taken out of context because when Paul wrote that, Paul used the word love as in the word love for brotherly love, as in the love between, you know, two um, very good friends or two brothers in Christ. That's the love that he used there. He didn't use the word for romantic love, which was a different word. It's a different Greek word. He, he wrote in Greek, right? And so the word that he used... So this is like really important and it it matters because it's it's taking something out of context and people wonder why there's like so much divorce, you know, throughout the country. Well, people are giving bad advice to their loved ones. People are giving bad advice to people that are getting married because it doesn't come it doesn't really come from the Bible. It comes from, you know, somebody taking something in the Bible and then twisting it around so that it comes out a different way. Um, so this is this is like the whole thing that you learn on 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 psychedelics. It's like people have been saying something with nothing to back it up, and then when it goes out into the world, they bring forth this idea of how it should be. It doesn't work, you know. Like uh, I'm constantly explaining to my dad, you know, I'm I'm trying to explain to him like what the problem was with the Pharisees, like what Jesus's problem was with the Pharisees. And I'm trying to get it across to him, you know, because he thinks, he thinks that, you know, the, the Christians are doing right, you know, maybe they're lazy or something like that, but they're not committing any major sins or anything like that, you know, and I'm trying to explain to him, no, what you're doing, you know, if, if you were doing right, then, it would bear fruit in the world and the world would be getting better. But right now we look around the world and the world's getting worse, right? Um, if you guys disagree with me, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it, in general, I think the majority of people would say that's true. You know, you look out at the world and the world appears to be getting worse every day, right? And if that's the case, right, then you're not, then we're not bearing fruit, you know, we're not bearing good things, and those good things should be coming from, first and foremost, the people that claim to be Christians, that claim to be bringing good stuff forth, you know, and so since nothing good is coming out of it, you know, this is where in the Bible you read, this is why, you know, things like civilizations end up collapsing, right? This is why God tears down Sodom and Gomorrah. There's no good people left in Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Well, when there's no good people left in, you know, uh, in this world, you know, what do you think he's going to do again? You know, he's going to do the same thing he's always done because God's the same, right? God's always the same. That's something we know, right? He's the same 
when he flooded the earth, if he's the same when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, you know what I mean? What's he going to do, you know, coming up? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I think, yeah, G- Jesus said, right? Jesus said um, that the, like the day before Lot left or the day before Moses, you know, got on the ark. I'm sorry, not Moses. I'm sorry, the day before Noah, sorry day before Noah got on the ark um everything was fine like everybody was trading everybody was selling everybody was doing the same old things that they always did and so it was uh you know wasn't until Lot left it wasn't until Noah got on the ark that that uh that it happened you know it's like the last good person uh finally leaving so anyways um and so that's kind of the idea and so you know part of this you know you want to talk about or we want to talk about like the soul and and being saved and everything like that and um you know i i'm honestly i've 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 come to the conclusion that god's pretty much gonna save everybody (laughs) um it's it's a it's a hard thing to like to like you know to finally come to terms with and it's kind of that last step of becoming kind of like well i don't know i don't i don't want to it's so hard to say like which words exactly here i want to use but um but anyways you you come to terms with like god's not going to hold people responsible for things that they don't know right so if you want to remain if you're thinking about um you know, taking psychedelics and you don't want to be awake, if you don't, you know, you like, you should seriously consider the fact of whether or not you want to be awake because as you're awake, you, it comes with responsibility, right? You're now more responsible for your actions than you were before because now, you know, you know, more so the difference, you know, between let's say good and evil or so so on and so forth you know and and the truth is you don't you know ultimately you you don't really know no but uh but you're like one step closer right and um and so if you want to just go your whole life being the drunk person in the bar i mean <laughs> you'll probably be fine you know what i mean so if if you know if you don't want to go down this journey of psychedelics you know um you know, there's gonna be absolutely nothing wrong, and I guarantee, I, I, I almost guarantee you're gonna make it to the end. <laughs> so, um, you know, unless you're just hell bent on destruction, you know, and I'm sure there are some people like that, but as long as you're not hell bent on destruction, um, I, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be fine. Um, so, so you know, uh. Let's let's stick with this subject just this subject just a little bit longer. Um, part of 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 the problem that ends up happening we're going to talk about uh, with the psychedelics when you're when you're heavy into them and you're heavy on them and you're you know and what your life is like after like you know going through these big trips and these big like, um, realizations and, uh, you know, like, I, I really don't like saying awakening because a lot of people use that woke language. Like the liberals have kind of like hijacked that, that woke 
the idea of of woke uh, and the and the um the uh the right wing has you know they use it as like an insult you know oh they're they're the the woke left or whatever or something like that well the truth is it's not they're not it's not awake either side is is awake like both of them are just are, are completely asleep as well you know it's like uh like nobody's on the right side <laughs> Um, like truly, truly being awake is way different. It's way different than anybody, you know, like you can tell like somebody when they're talking, I I've seen a lot of these, um, like comedians that'll be talking about taking psychedelics and you can tell which ones are just making up a story and which ones are, have actually taken it. You know, and uh, there was one guy I was I was listening to, and he's describing his his uh, psychedelic experience, and I'm like, no, 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 this dude doesn't take it psychedelics at all. There's no way, you know. He, he's he's saying nothing right. He's he, he's not describing it at all, and um, <laughs> so it's uh it's it's just kind of in- interesting, you know. Like I, I see stories every once in a while where. There was a person actually who um he had done a YouTube video where he was critiquing Jordan Peterson's um discussion with um was it Richard Dawkins and they didn't understand what Jordan Peterson was saying. Jordan Peterson was trying to describe um you know his idea that basically ancient people discovered DNA right uh like way before anybody knew what dna was right they understood like what a double helix was and you know there's like ancient paintings and ancient murals and stuff of of double helixes and stairs and ladders right and like jacob's ladder and whatnot um there's all these ancient drawings and depictions of something that looks like dna now at the time they you know they might not have known that it was dna but what jordan peterson is trying to describe is these people went through psychedelic journeys and they were shown something they may not have understood it but they knew it was something true and that's what they depicted and so that is what jordan peterson is trying to explain now the guy that made the youtube critiquing this argument just had no idea what psychedelics were like like he thought that jordan peterson was talking about somehow your eyes can magnify so much when you're on psychedelics that you can zoom in on the microscopic level like like, no dude that's like not it at all like i don't care how high you are like i could be on like 20 grams of mushrooms and there's no way that that's like i would ever consider that as a possibility (laughs) Like, like like that's it's 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 so laughable how misunderstood the experience is um but now now to come back and and critique you know ourselves as uh you know as psychonauts as people that are exploring it um you know we have a big problem with words you know and trying to describe the the um you know the experience i've said this throughout the entire podcast if you guys have listened to half my even you know even a few of my my things i've 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 constantly explained language words are the problem um cuz i cannot t- convey to you exactly what it was like i can 
I can only use descriptive words that try to make connections in your brain. And then, but words have different meanings for other people. Um, so, anyways, we're getting ready here. I'm going to take a break in a second here. Um, but I, I, I want Vanessa to know, though, um, and anybody else that was uh, wondering about the break, you know, uh, the break was um, basically I need to I need to step back um, because I was pushing it as far as I could. I was going in um, and, you know, I was doing it intentionally and I knew what I was doing. And so that's one of the things when when you decide if you decide you want to take them or not, you know, you got to decide how far you want to go in and you have to know that the further you go in, you know, the more likely you're going to be afraid because you're going to be in a place where you don't understand what's what's there, you know, and then when it comes and it's presenting itself to you, you're going to have to handle it. You're going to have to wrap your head around it. You're going to have to wrap, wrap your psyche around it. And, um, and it's not easy. So, uh, you know, on, on a smaller note, (laughs) on a very smaller note, one of the reasons why the break happened is, is I have been having a hard time actually getting a hold of mushrooms. Um, basically, and I think it might've been a little bit of, uh, divine intervention, you know, of, of basically, you know, but now I have some new ones on the way and so i think it's definitely time to jump back in like i said i've um a couple things i guess like my life has pretty much been exactly the same as we've left off since before uh the only difference is i got a new job um and uh, it's a very good job um but it's a job where a lot of people around me are like-minded. They're kind of all like me. Um, a lot of people uh, around me, a lot of my coworkers, have tried psychedelics. None of them have obviously done as much as I have. Um, but there's there's a few that have taken them, and um, there's one that I definitely know takes it somewhat seriously, although she doesn't take it as much as as me. Um, but uh, so I'm I'm. I kind of found a nice little little place and I'm trying to bring my mindset and my stuff to it and I'm trying to show them or explain to them a little bit more about my my experiences um so it's kind of a great opportunity and I've uh trying been trying to take advantage of it although it is a little hard you do you know you do fear you know um society, I guess, society's uh, judgmental nature, but, um, yeah, a lot of these people have been pretty good, so, um, other than, other than that, though, um, I've continued to have my dreams for the most part regularly, um, uh, I don't smoke, uh, weed hardly at all, I have here and there every once in a while, um, maybe just for, like, a good night, maybe, we'll say maybe once a month right now is how much I'm smoking weed, um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it, that's about, uh, that's about how life's been going, so, there you go, uh, 
No, I haven't been in the loony bin or anything like that. <laughs> in case you guys were wondering, I've been having a been having a pretty good time with life. So, anyways, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I'll tell you guys a little bit about um, about my last trip, which was on my birthday on LSD, uh, and then we'll also talk a little bit more about Jordan Peterson. Okay, guys, we're back. So, um, two things real quick to follow up with, you know, what we've said before. When you go into it, um, if you're deciding you want to go into trying to become, you know, a psychonaut, uh, or if you just want to take psychedelics in general, or if you want to take any kind of drug, you have to go in with a healthy level of respect that's really what it comes down to when it's determined on whether or not you know you're going to have a good trip or a bad trip right i'm i'm one of those people that i'm i'm definitely of the belief that there are no bad trips there are only difficult trips and i think that your lack of respect for the these substances is what causes the bad trip the bad trips you know what i mean and maybe that uh i don't know maybe i've got a little bit of that in me and maybe that's why i needed to take a break or something like that um so healthy level of respect is 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 kind of needed and um I also think, you know, if you're going to take them, you know, a bad trip is inevitable. It has to come because you learn so much from the bad trip. You learn a lot from the bad trip. Like, the good trips are great, um, but especially those first ones, it's like, how much are you really learning? Well, you're not really learning a whole lot. And then you have the bad trip, and that's where you start learning. That's where you start really, you know starting to figure things out you know like i said if if (laughs) you guys want to try taking you know mushrooms for fun hey go for it you know what i mean uh you know you'll certainly be able to do it for a while you know what i mean but you won't be able to do it forever eventually they're going to want you know more of you which i I already said that uh, but um uh so another thing about whether you want to choose to be you know, a psychonaut, a wise person, uh, you want to be the shaman, or you want to be like the shaman, or you want to be like, you know, the wise person, you know, it's, you have to realize, like, that kind of life is, um, is, like, intentionally lonely, you know what I mean? And when I mean lonely, I mean just, you know, you understand that the majority of people do not see what you see, you know, um, on the day-to-day life. They, the majority of people don't see the bigger picture. The majority of people, you know, are concerned with with their lives, with the now and the, and the you know, what's going on around them, you know, as opposed to everything, you know, so... Um, but one of the one of the reasons, you know, I mean, it's like, it's in it's in the Bible quite a bit, you know. It's like in Ecclesiastes, when um, 
when Solomon's talking about, you know, I've been a foolish person, you know, I've been a wise person, he says, and, you know, it's, it's harder to be a wise person, um, but you wouldn't want to be the foolish person. Uh, like Jesus says, uh, Jesus says, uh, try to enter through the narrow gate, you know. Now, he says, try. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if you can make it through the narrow gate, you know. Um, but uh, Jesus says to try. And I don't think, once again, that that dismisses that, um, you know, the people that don't make it through the narrow gate aren't going to make it. Because I I really think that basically Jesus is going to save pretty much everybody unless they really really don't want to be saved you know they have to be like adamant and uh and even then jesus is probably still gonna try (laughs) so um so see that's that's kind of what we're aiming for you know as psychonauts as truth seekers you know as you know what what i would call a real christian you know, as as a real Christian, what you're really trying to get at is you're really trying to find the truth. And finding the truth requires you to challenge, to absolutely challenge everything that comes before you. And if it's not true, it's going to fall. And yeah, but if it is true, it's going to stand. It's going to stand against you. You know, and so that's part of it. That's part of that wrestling with God. As you come up to God, right? And, you know, God's nothing but truth, right? And so (laughs) if you have some concept that you're going to try to throw against him that's not true, you know, he's just going to knock you down. (laughs) Um, And so uh, that's what you can expect from the psychedelic journey. You go out there and you find things uh, and you figure out what's there, what's true, what's not true, you know, and... If you're doing good, uh, hopefully it will show in your life, and then hopefully you will, you know, you'll see a change, you'll see a difference, and, and you'll and you'll also know the difference. And so, anyways, well, this is starting to get into a little bit of this Jordan Peterson stuff. Um, so, if you guys heard recently, Jordan Peterson teamed up with Ben Shapiro. Um, and all all the other people over there at uh, Daily Wire to join Daily Wire Plus. Now, I love Jordan Peterson. You know, he's one of the reasons I got into psychedelics in the first place. But I really think this was a bad move for him. Um, I don't think that this helps him along with his journey or it's a sidestep to a different path that I don't like. Um, you know, one of the things that he ended up saying on, like, his reasons for joining Daily Wire, one of the reasons that he said that he did it was for monetization, you know, like, the money. Like, I know, like, it sounds really bad, but that's how he put it. That's how he put it. I'm not putting it that way. That's how he put it. Is he believes in like capitalism and you know people should get 
paid their worth. And I agree, people should get paid their worth and whatnot as well. But part of walking the path is letting it come to you. It's... Because, I mean, because Jesus didn't take money, right? Uh, Jesus only took, you know, enough donations for them to get by, to, to you know, spend the night somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, he would have his, um, his disciples go out and preach, and when they would go into the towns, you know, someone, if someone let them in and let them stay the night, you know, they accepted it, but, uh, you know, but they're not asking for money, you know what I mean? And, um, it, 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 it kind of d- diminishes the message a little, you know, it's like, you know, you're doing it to survive or you're doing it to, to, I don't know, to make, to be comfortable or something like that, or, or to get paid what you think you're worth. I would say instead what needs to happen is you need to let God do that. You need to let God determine what you're worth. And if your message is that strong and your path that you are walking is that strong, then people will come to you. You know what I mean? You don't need, you know, God will send people to you. Um, So um, let's get into there'll be enough for Jordan Peterson for a little bit, and maybe we'll catch a little bit more about him on the on the end of the episode here. But um, let's get into uh, my last trip. So um, so it was my birthday, and um, me and the girl decided to go back to the Top of the Rocks um, Native American Museum, and uh, I decided to take LSD. Um, it was a very, um, low dose of LSD, I believe. Uh, there was, like, a peak point, uh, when we were in the restaurant and we were eating, um, and I'll get to that, but, uh, it wasn't too high. Um, I had a little bit of jittery. We actually ate, and once we ate, um, like, the weight helped settle me down a little bit uh once again this is the reason i don't like lsd is i don't like the jitteriness of of it like how much it like uh it's like you have the shivers the entire time it's not not from being cold but the whole time you feel like you're like slightly shaking um it's too much energy it's like it's like bottled bottled up energy almost and, um, I mean, maybe it'd be great if you were, like, uh, if you were, like, dancing or something like that, um, but, uh, you know, for, for trying to get into your head and for trying to be, um, you know, introspective, uh, LSD just doesn't work. I mean, it, it can be, you can get your mind to work on LSD the same way that you do on the mushrooms. Uh, but anyways, so for the trip here, so we ended up, um, I, I grabbed the LSD tab and basically I dissolved it in water. Um, and then as we're driving up there, it's like a good hour long drive to the top of the rocks. As we're driving up there, um, I'm slowly sipping on the water Um, so we get up there and 
I go inside. We go inside the convenience store before entering into the like the park area. We, I go into this convenience store, and I'm still not quite feeling too much. Um, I go to the bathroom. Uh, the bathroom did look a little like cartoonish i guess a little funky it looked a little funky but it didn't look horrible or anything like that um but then i i i grabbed my whatever i was gonna buy i don't i forget what it was it was like chips or a drink or something like that and i'm standing in line waiting and the line's like really long or there's like four people in line or something like that and the the cashier is just taking like forever like this is taking forever to like bring up just one person. They're like waiting on something, like somebody to come over, like a manager to come over and like unlock the drawer or something. And so I'm just staring down like this aisle of like where the chips lead to like the sodas, and I'm I'm just staring at it, and everything's slowly starting to become more colorful. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and uh, the girlfriend, like, walks into the view of the aisle, and she, like, sees me staring, and uh, she thinks I'm staring at her, but I wasn't staring at her at all. I was just, like, staring into no man's land, like, or just staring at, like, uh, you know, just the whole picture of the aisle and everything. And so, um, anyways, we ended up buying the stuff, um, and uh, we enter the park, and we go ahead and park, and... As I'm, like, walking in to, like, buy the tickets and everything like that, I'm kind of starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it just a little jittery. And, um, like I said, everything's starting to get colorful, but it's still not quite, like, massive yet. Um, uh, <laughs> I actually, I, as, I, as we were walking around the store area, they have, like, a little gift shop area... Um, I ended up like petting one of the um, like one of the stuffed animals, and it looked super super soft. And I petted it, and it was like just normal feeling. It like felt normal, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it was like kind of a disappointment. I was like hoping it felt like really really soft, but it didn't. <laughs> and so um, so that's where I was kind of like, oh, okay, so I'm still not high yet. You know what I mean? Um, even though I'm starting to get a little bit of colors, so. Uh, so I was able to buy the tickets pretty much normally, you know, I, I was a little, fr I was a little afraid I was going to say something weird, like when I was talking to the, the lady that was checking me out for the tickets, um, <laughs> but luckily, you know, it was, it was a normal interaction. Um, so <laughs> we go over to the, uh, they have the, the golf carts that take you through the trails and everything like that. And, um, so I ended up, uh, driving, you know, um, so I thought it'd be kind of fun. And, uh, so as we're driving, we're going along and everything, you know, I'm starting to feel good. You know, I'm starting to look around being out in nature, um, can be really fun sometimes, uh, while you're why you're tripping and in this case it was you know once again it's not always for me because i've had some, <laughs> i've had some trips that were definitely uh difficult when i looked into nature because nature can be scary sometimes <laughs> it just depends on uh you know i guess the situation but yeah there's been times when i looked out at nature and it was the trigger for one of my uh, more difficult trips 
Um, so in this case, uh, like I'm driving around, it looks beautiful. It's a great day. Like the temperature is perfect. Um, like uh, the grass looks green, trees look amazing. Um, it's just a, a it was a good time of year to be out there, like doing doing this. Um, we go through the caves. There's like a little cave system that you drive through on the carts and. Um, it was, it was pretty cool. The waterfalls were looking, you know, kind of neat. Um, uh, I, it was, it was still pretty much normal though. But now at this point in time, once we get out of the cave, we go to cross a bridge and it crosses over some waterfalls. You go over like a couple waterfalls. Um, as I was looking at the waterfalls, they were like looking like big old fluffy like clouds almost like they're they're coming over and the the foam and the white like the white water was just like it was looking <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it it was looking like really fluffy um very beautiful and um so we kept driving drive through the rest of the trails I I think that was pretty much out there's one point where you get off of your golf cart and you can go like stand on like a this lookout and the lookout was very nice but uh you know i just i was just looking around at the trees and stuff um so when we're done with the golf cart riding we we take our trip up to <laughs> this is kind of funny we took our trip up to the um to where the museum is and the museum area has a couple restaurants um well, we had ended up actually forgetting the tickets for the museum down in our in our car because we had bought something out of the gift shop, and so we put it in the car to you know keep it safe. So we didn't want to carry it around, and uh, I put the tickets inside the bag with the item <laughs> that we had. So um, so we ended up having to go back, and that was kind of that was kind of funny. It was like a little loop. We were like I was, you know like I made a joke that we were like stuck in a loop or something like that. But anyways, uh, we went to eat, um, and the food they have there is kind of like a Tex-Mex type stuff. Um, the portions are huge, and uh, uh, it was very, very good, like tasted amazing and everything like that. Um, it was at that point in time, because it, it was like a it was like a 25, 30 minute wait for our table, um, it was at that point in time we were walking around the gift shop that I actually was starting to like really come up pretty quick, you know. Um, and I, I don't want to say it was. I, I, I'm gonna say it was basically the peak, you know, of what I was feeling, because everything after that was a little more level. But this was kind of like the spike that I was hitting. Um, I was basically like walking around looking at all the items for sale in the shop and uh, seeing like basically what they look like and you know they look really pretty and everything like that and um, anyways just I, I was starting to like feel like the jitteriness mostly so we go we sit down uh, we eat um, and that food uh, like I wasn't able to finish it, it tasted delicious um, but it definitely weighed down my stomach, and that's kind of where there was also a few things like um, I had given the girl like a kiss here and there, and I feel like 
throughout the whole day, her mood was slightly elevated. <laughs> so I think she had like a slight microdose basically off of off of kissing me or something like that. I'm not really for sure. I mean, I have to assume that like the LSD was like all over my lips after drinking the water and whatnot. Um, so I assume she had like a slight microdose. Micro um, so she had like a, just a couple funky moments like where like she was sitting at the table and um, she's like looking in one direction and then like her head like snaps snaps and turns to the right and she's like looking in a completely different direction <laughs> it was really weird to look at and uh, so and then just a, just a few of her comments and things that she was talking about is like not normally what she would talk about or at least I feel like it not normally what she'd talk about although she says she felt normal but I just feel like her mood was slightly elevated anyways um, we go through the museum now when we were inside the restaurant, I was having a little anxiety that somebody would notice that my eyes were like blown out. Like I went into like the bathroom and I saw that my eyes were like dilated. And so I was a little scared that somebody around me would notice that my eyes are dilated. Um, but, uh, no, obviously nobody, nobody recognized. So we go down into the museum and I couldn't help like as we're going through and we're looking at the stuff and it looks amazing like all the all the artifacts look amazing and we get to like one of the areas where there's a lot more art than there are artifacts and i'd be staring at the art and the art just like looks awesome you know none of it was doing anything crazy but like you know colors are enhanced and 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 things look crisp and whatnot but there was a girl um, she was a little older, maybe in her 40s or, you know, I, I'd say in her 40s. Um, she's, uh, like, looking around at the artifacts, and she's kind of in amazement. And she's kind of asking, like, a few questions out loud. You know, I think she's, you know, she's like, maybe she's with her boyfriend or her husband or something like that. She's asking a few questions out loud about specific artifacts that she sees. And um, she was, like, standing, like, right next to me when she kind of just, like, made, like, a comment, like, oh, man, how do they do that or whatnot. Um, oh, she asked about beads. She asked about how the Native Americans made beads. And I actually um, told her, oh, they didn't actually make the beads. They traded for them from the French, you know. And so I – this is something I know, you know, quite a bit about. My family obviously st studied Native American, you know, my heritage and everything like that. Um, uh, like my, my uncle actually has a doctorate in Native American history and uh, he's written a book on my family. So anyways – um, so I was able to actually start describing some of the things that, uh, that we were looking at. And she was like really thankful that I was like, you know, like offering up a little bit of information to her about these things. I, I didn't talk for her to her for long. I mean, I only gave her a few sentences on, oh, hey, you know, these are how these beads are me made. And before there were beads, they made the grass skirts. And I showed her some examples and, you know, amongst the, uh, the artifacts of like, okay, so this right here, this artifact is pre, you know like French you know um contact and like this this artifact is post French contact or whatever or some, something like that so um anyways that was kind of an interesting interaction and it kind of um it also helped calm me down and it kind of made me feel like 
oh, this is a really good thing. You know, you're helping somebody out, you know what I mean? Or you're bringing knowledge or something like that forward. Or I don't know. It, it just, it was a good feeling. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Um, I ended up like going and sitting for a minute and starting to meditate and I was able to get fully into that headspace for about 10 minutes, I'd say about 10 or 15 minutes where I was really, really hitting some good stuff. Um, obviously as you guys know, you can't bring any of it back. And it's like the frustrating thing too, because at one point in time, as I'm, as I'm, ripping through that place, you know, that mind space, I actually came across a saying. It was one of the, it was like one of the wisest things I had ever heard. Like, like just like a blatantly true statement about just mankind in general, you know? Um, I, I cannot describe to you, like when I heard this in my head, this thought came across in my head, I thought that right there, if I could bring that back would like, change people's lives you know what i mean it's just like just like an absolutely blatantly true like perfectly worded statement you know and of course as soon as i thought that like i was literally told by the next thought that um <laughs> you know you're gonna forget this as soon as as soon as it's over <laughs> so, and then he's and i sit there and i said oh god God, I know that's true. <laughs> the next thing he says is, you've already forgotten it. And I was like, damn it, I did. <laughs> oh my God. It was, uh, it's excruciating when that happens. Um, there's a meme going around of, uh, what is that? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, where it shows, you know, Jim Carrey's character standing with, um, with, uh, the, God, I can't remember her name. Kate, Kate, uh. Kate Hudson? No, not Kate Hudson. Um, anyways, it's just a meme. He's standing there, and, and, and over the top of her is, uh, you know, Secrets of the Universe. And then it shows the next day where he's standing by himself in the in the same spot, you know. And <laughs> so it's it's that's basically sometimes what it is like on psychedelics. You'll, you know, you'll get, like, these big epiphanies. You'll get these big uh, things, and you'll know they're true. I actually had... A story there was a story told to me about a, a pastor who couldn't remember um some of the things that he said he said sometimes he would say something that very wise and it would change somebody's lives or some somebody's life but he himself would not remember what exactly what he said or how he put it or whatever and um the pastor believed that god took away the knowledge from him to keep him humble Right, and so uh, that's kind of my working theory right now on why um, why you can't hold on to some of the stuff that's on the other side there that you want to bring back. This is what Paul is talking about, by the way. Um, Paul's the one who who says after he's he says he's been to the third heaven, and then he says that there are secret things there that you cannot talk about. Right? He's not saying that you you know that he's saying that you literally cannot talk about them because you forget them you know when you're back here you you forget what it was you know what i mean those exact things and that's what this is um so anyways we go through the rest of the museum it's pretty normal um get to the end now what we ended up doing on the drive back 
we ended up pulling over at a river there's a, on the way back there's a river up there in Missouri that we have to like cross over a bridge and everything like that it was uh it was very beautiful we we pulled over to this nice like beachy sandy area um the girl was looking around at rocks and the weather was so nice uh there was actually like you know some dark rain clouds but it wasn't raining there's just some dark rain clouds above um and uh just nice cool breeze it felt so good outside um <laughs> so the funny thing is this is the last thing i'll leave off with right here uh the last thing that happened as like we were on our way back i actually saw a snake that was it was like a water snake that was entangled in some roots off of like a fallen tree so me i go to try to get the snake uh out of the roots and i just I, I don't get anywhere near it obviously i use a stick a long ass stick like a six foot stick and i'm trying to like untangle it from the roots well a giant snapping turtle like comes up from underneath the roots <laughs> And it's like like fighting with the with the snake. So there's like a snake and a turtle having like a battle entangled in some roots. Um I do everything I can to get them free of the roots because it's like like the snake is really entangled in it. Um so eventually I get them or I think I get them out. I can't really see. Basically the water ends up being too muddy by the time that I finally get like the roots free um it was really strange so as we're walking back eventually i have to give up i'm just like i'm not going in there into the water to like see if this snake is poisonous or not (laughs) i'm like i'm like this is as much as i can do i think i've done something i'm not for sure we're walking back and the girlfriend finds this like weird rare like 19 like 60s um quarter like on the ground it's very strange it's like this it's this quarter um that was specially made back then that doesn't have any mint marks on it um it's very very interesting i i don't know how in the world that quarter wound up there but she basically took it and was like this is your prize for helping out the animals that were caught there and i was like what really <laughs> like that is strange yeah very very interesting um so uh, it was good it was a fun time uh i was able to use the lsd like i said to get into the mind space for like I said, a good probably 10, maybe 15 minutes. Uh, there were problems along the way too. Um, I did have a few, we're going to start, I think I'm going to start calling them intrusive thoughts. I don't know how else to, I think a lot of people are starting to catch on to that saying, the saying of intrusive thoughts. I think you could look it up right now and it might be helpful, but I'm not for sure. I think intrusive thoughts are one of the things that the the Bible, I don't know where it's at in the Bible, and I think it should have been somewhere. So I need to figure out what intrusive thoughts really are. But for right now, I'm going to say I had a few intrusive thoughts later on as I was coming down out of the trip. And the trip didn't last, you know, any longer than that. We basically got home at a decent time. Um, So that tells you how little LSD I actually had. 
because um, LSD usually ask, lasts about 12 hours. In this case, uh, it didn't last 12 hours, so lasted way less than that. Um, so that just kind of shows you how little I took. But um, there we go. I think that's basically everything. Um, you guys got my my general thoughts on Jordan Peterson. You guys got, um, you know, my uh, trip report there for my birthday LSD. Um, hopefully I addressed uh, a couple people's concerns, you know, about uh, me taking my break. And, um, uh, you know, once you all know, I'm doing well, doing fine, you know, living life, like I said, just as I was before. But, uh, you know, um, so hopefully I got a few trips coming on the way. Um, and, uh, we'll just keep discussing, keep discussing these things and hopefully try to get somewhere. Um, there's a, I'm, I'm thinking about like maybe writing out like a couple like generic rules, I guess, for things to keep in mind, I guess, as I'm talking, uh, you know, a lot of the times when I'm talking I'm talking from my experience. I'm talking from trying to get through what I know using the words that I know, you know. And <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes your guys' words might be different and sometimes it might not be easy to understand what I'm saying. Um, just know like at all times, like maybe one of the rules would be just just know that I'm never trying to be um, harsh or difficult. I'm never trying to be, um, you know, I'm always trying to, to keep my mind open. I'm trying to challenge different ideas that come my way and I'm not afraid to challenge, uh, you know, hard stanchion beliefs, um, either by us or anybody else or any of our childhood beliefs or, um, you know, so, I mean, I mean, it goes both ways, you know what I mean? Like, the best idea wins out is, in the end, is what we're going for. We're going for the best ideas to be the winners, the ones that are absolutely true, um, the ones that are best worded, the ones that, you know, that make the most sense, the, the ones that interact with the most people or the most people feel, you know, that's what we're searching for. We're searching for truth so hope that all made sense thanks everybody for listening if you're if you're still listening to the end here thank you so so much um remember if you guys want to email me it's just divine psilocybin at gmail.com just divine psilocybin gmail.com okay so um thanks see you guys next time